Hello, welcome to the Age of Sigma Stat Center. I'm Rob with my co-host, Mr. Owen Jackson, and another exciting day of event results from Age of Sigma events around the world. Owen, what's going on, baby? I've got that lovely Monday morning croaky voice because I've been talking to Warhammer players all weekend. So yeah, um, I'm good, man. I'm all right. It's um, it's Stat Center Monday morning. You know, we've hurriedly gathered together as much as we can, and now we get to talk about it. So yeah, I'm I know, excited. We, I, How are you, I, I, sir? Yeah, you well? great. I'm just thinking if, if if we start getting any more event results, we might have to make it Stat Center Tuesday or something just to give ourselves some time to actually put some notes together. Because there's been a lot of events and a lot of information, uh, a bit overwhelming. Um, but yeah, exciting. Yeah, I'm great. Thank you. We had an event here at the TSN Arena at the weekend, Hammerstorm. Um, oh no, Barbarians Brawl 3, sorry, is what we had, uh, we, which was super fun. It was very chill. It was very off meta, actually, Owen. Uh, we had double Gits, uh, double Ogre Mortar Tribes, three Kragnoses, Nurgle. We had no Seraphon, no uh, LRL, uh, no Grave Lords, no Osiarchs, like no, like it was, it was just, just chill vibes for the whole weekend. A piece of chaos list. I mean, I'm not sure. You can't put OBR in that that group, by the way. But you know, not that notwithstanding, you obviously had a fine quality of wargamer at the at the at the at the TSN arena this weekend. Then, right? You know, if treasures, you're, if you're treasures, those treasures, treasures, one and all. So, uh, great little weekend. So then, um, but then I had yesterday off, which is you know, still I'm getting used to days off. Not really sure how to cope is what i'm saying when i was a when i was a steady rolling ball every single day now getting yourself up in the morning on a day after a day off you're like oh this is a treat uh but i'm good i'm good because honestly i think uh, i learn so much uh from these shows on a monday so i'm excited to talk through this i want to thank everyone for joining us live like lure of the gods who just resubscribed uh the wonderful lee bromley also this weekend diadrian yes me balls MJ, love you. Uh, Jog PLC, can nigga. I'm sure I saw our man uh, Smogs in there as well. I did. Uh, what's going on, everyone? I hope you're all well. Um, did Rob Stalks and Warhammer TV presenters. You know it, baby. You know it. Uh, right, so, um, Owen, uh, should we talk about... Do you want to start with the event you're at first and then we could cycle through everything else? Because I think that's the one you, you prepped to have a lot of info for. Let's do that. I think I'd like to hear that because you're in an event this weekend, right? I was indeed, yes. Um, I travelled up to Liverpool um, and I went to GT um, in, in Liverpool at Just Play Games. So, um, yeah, we can start there if you like. That That is the one that I've got the most insights on, obviously, because I, I was there. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it's kind of known in the community, certainly in the UK scene, that those guys play a lot of games. They talk a lot about lists. You know, you've got a lot of good players up there. Um, I don't want to miss anybody off, but, you know, off the top of my head, you've got, obviously, um, James Tinsdale, J.P. Stevens, uh, Richie, Richie himself. Richie. Richie's the one. Tom Lees. Um, obviously, Ian doesn't play a great deal of Age of Sigma, but he's a fantastic player when he has an army that he likes. So, um, and obviously, then that bleeds into the rest of the community. There were lots of players there who were maybe playing their first tournament or, or were early in their Sigma experience, but... Obviously, they talk about lists a lot. So it was a bit of a shark tank in terms of the lists. I think there were seven Archeons. Uh, there was a Marathi with some bow snakes. There was a load of gargants stomping around. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it, it, you kind of didn't... It wasn't like you looked through the lists and you were like, I'd like to play that or I'd like to play that. I mean, every list. Um, obviously, my, me and my Welsh lads, the Welsh affiliates went up. So Math Mallow with his Sylvaneth. 
Um, uh, Matt Gouldsborough and I travelled up and he took his Lumineth. He's obviously gaslit the whole um, Lumineth community into thinking that Helon is the way. And then he switched it up and took Sire, um, which was fun. So he was rocking around with Big T, just, uh, just having a great about. time. And this was yeah. at the Just Play Game Store uh, over in Liverpool, right? Yes, that's right. So great bunch of people, great lists. Um, I know that's probably a meme, <laughs> but whatever. Great guy, great um, list. Yeah. Are you telling me that's great an emoji guy, I list. can use in the chat? I think it might be. You can do it, you can do it right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and obviously um, outside of the locals and the people that I went up with then, you had um, Jack Armstrong, uh, back to AOS, uh, other players of note, Craig Namvar, Toby Meadows. Um, I'm probably missing some people off because my brain's a bit tired. But yeah, basically lots of good lists, lots of good players in a great environment. And um, we all had a great time. Um, would you like to know how it shake, how it shook down? I would like to know how it shook down, please. And thank you. Cause, and this is something to talk about because when we go over and talk about NashCon, one of our other two-day events, although there are more than that as well, uh, there's been, there's been uh, two-day events all over. Um, uh, again, interesting because it was a different scoring system inside of the pack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, and Nashcon was a two list system. So generally, as we start to like talk about these in the future, it would be cool if we all started doing the same thing, ladies and gentlemen. But if we don't, we will mention it because the scoring system was slightly different. Do you want to just explain that to us? Yeah, effectively, uh, what Richie had put in place, and it was a very clean system and it did create differentials. Um, it, it effectively was, um, you got, I believe it was either 20 or 30 points for a major win. You got a very round number for a major win. Um, and then how they differentiated was if you scored three battle tactics out of your five, you got a point. And if your opponent didn't score three, you got an additional point. So each round there was 32 points available. Um, and as I say, there were these individual points for either scoring or denying three uh, of the um, battle tactics each game. Mm -hmm. And it did actually create a, a decent amount of granularity. Um, in my last game, I was basically hustling to get an extra point. Um, uh, and, um, yeah, you did see then there were quite a lot of three twos and, and they were quite nicely split out by that. So, um, yeah, it worked well and it was quite nice and clean. There was no kill points and strength of schedule was a, another one, a secondary on top of that, which I don't think came into it. Um, it, it they were, they were, they were clean winners and losers. And there was also motivation to play through the whole game, which I like, and I'm sure you like as well. Right. Love that. Love that. I think I think playing through to the end is excellent. I know that came up as as fairly important in one of your uh, one of your games. So um, mm. in the five O bracket, um, uh, we've got a returning a returning name and also an upcoming name. We talked about this before. Yes, yes. So um, would you like to start with the uh, sort of uh, you know the the uh, a very much a name that's been in Age of Sigmar and Wargaming, or would you like to start with the young upstart who's well, it's just, it's, let's, just, let's just get old out of the way so we can get in with the new. Uh, so Jack Armstrong, um, obviously winner of um, many tournaments. Um, I don't think I've ever seen him not win all of his games. Um, you know, member of historically always a member of the England ETC team. So he came in with with a big pedigree, and yeah, he 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 won all his games, went five zero. With a list that I've been, well, we've been sort of nodding towards on the Stat Center, Rob, the yep. uh, the Seraphon Thunder Lizard list. Yeah, so just to whip through the list for everyone at home, uh, there's the Slan Star Master in there as well. And this is obviously in Thunder Lizard, like you said, which is the sub faction. 
uh, Skink Priest uh, with Heal, an Engine of the Gods, and then his battle line is a Stegodon with a Sky Street Bow, Stegodon with a Sky Street Bow, Stegodon with a Sky Street Bow, and then two Salamanders, uh, and then one Salamander, and then there's a Bastilodon with a Solar Engine. So Bastilodon with a Solar Engine shooting twice, um, or I guess one of the Stegodons if you wanted to do it that way. Um, <laughs> and then uh, also those, uh, those uh, was it Triple? Am I looking at Triple? Uh, triple stag, yeah. S- triple stags. Stag. But the engine doesn't have the Sky Streak bow. But specifically, though, the st- the, the Sky Streak bow is three shots, three threes, rend one, three damage. So you're looking at nine shots with damage three, doing it at a pretty potent range, um, mm. uh, which is like really nice and a particularly good, like we talked about on last week's stack center. Thanks to Martin uh, Almighty for subscribing. Um, because obviously, if you're achieving battle attacks with a monster, you score an additional point. You've got the double shooting Bastilodon, scoring, uh, killing, killing things, achieving battle tactics with a monster gets you those points as well. Um, that seems that seems fairly key uh, for being able to get as many points and in the battle tactics bracket as possible. Um, it does look like uh, I'd be fascinated to know how he managed to do the primaries and hold out against other stuff. But I guess the the salamanders have got three salamanders in there. It's pretty significant damage. A uh, big shout out to Halalex for subscribing. Big love to you. Um, like it's pretty. Pretty good on the battle tactics, tougher to do on the primaries, I'd say. Yes, yes. But I think if you just smoke everything off the board, then, um, you know, that's kind of the way to do it. Um, You're right, though. I think there's... I I did look at the list, and I mean, I'm not the greatest sort of list analyzer in the game, but I did look at it, and I was like, shit, you can probably just not engage the opponent in combat at any point if you don't want to, and you can just pick off the key pieces... And if anything gets too close, the Sallies are like your little cleanup crew because they're just so devastating when you get in close. Um, you're motivated to go towards them. Um, and then when you do get towards them, then you've got a load of salamanders to the face. But it's also like the little things, like historically, Slans and Croaks would always take Stellar Tempest as their spell. But without so many hordes outside of maybe clan rats and zombies... He's gone with Celestial Apotheosis, which I believe is a, a buff to casting. He's got Arcane Might, which I believe is the re-roll. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's getting around that um, that miscast. He's got the heal on the Skink Priest. Um, the engine, if you want to, you can double tap the engine if you need some bodies, because you might be fishing for that summon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it beats most other gun lines. It beats, um, I think it beats heal on LRL because of the Rend 1-3 damage just cuts through. Um, and it obviously smokes Sentinels quite easily, um, even though they outrange it. Um, but yeah, I, I just think monsters, monsters running around doing um, battle tactics and, you know, your opponent is motivated to come towards you and you can unleash hell on them. And it's just Dino Riders, right, Rob? It's finally the Dino Rider list that the, of, of Seraphon players' dreams. Yeah. And it's hella in Hella competitive, right? Hella competitive. Uh, can I just do a massive shout out to Hamsfan? Thanks for donating 25 gift subscriptions to a whole bunch of people. Hawkeye, Gnomesbane, um, uh, Skillside, uh, Yarrickson, all of you. Jeffrica, uh, Playerjification, all of you. Thanks for uh, getting a gift subscription for Hamsfan. Big love to you. Um, uh, that's nice. Uh, and also, apparently, uh, him being generous ruined uh, James Powell's um, uh, dig. Uh, at Owen, apparently, in there. Uh, also, uh, uh, Jack also beating our man, James Powell, on the show tonight in his first game. 
um, uh, on his path to victory. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting uh, list. It obviously keys into the conversation we had last week about monsters, achieving battle tactics. Um, uh, I saw Andy Bryan uh, use something, uh, uh, something recently here, very similar sort of list. Um, uh, I'd be interested to do you know his path to victory. Do you happen to know his path to victory? Uh, it won't take me long to find out. Oh, okay. uh, one moment. I know that he beat the he beat the Scourge Runner chariots in the last round. So that's the fifteen chariots. He beat Zinch Archeon in round four. Um, obviously James Powell in round one. Then with the um, with Andrasta and the sort of new Stormcast with the Annihilator spam. Mm. Uh, let me just have a quick check on rounds two and three. Hold the line caller. No problem. Uh, Thanks. So just for everyone at home, obviously, like the, the there's also do dominant damage still coming out of those Salamander Hunt impacts as well. Uh, two of them are going to do pretty solid work, and if they spike pretty hard, um, then they're then they're pretty prodigious. And all, the whole army is also reducing damage it takes in by one. So like it actually plays. We, one of the things I don't think we talk about enough is we talk about the DPS check that you really have to do into Mega Gargants. And what I mean by that is, is can you do enough damage? However, um, Thunder Lizards specifically, or Coalesced, um, uh, does really, really well into Mega Gargants because it reduces most of their damage by either half or a third. Um, so actually, uh, they they re they return the conversation back to the Mega Gargants. Like, actually, you're half as good as you were before um, because your damage is down. So if you did happen to play into Mega Gargants, or you wanted something that plays well into Mega Gargants, a Thunder Lizard Seraphon list is actually a pretty nice way to go about it, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. And there's a lot of characters running around with multi-damage weaponry, you know, damage three or damage D6. So reducing that down is, is really powerful. Mm. Um, but yeah, looking at it, he won a mirror match uh, against Thomas Best, which was with another Seraphon Thunder Lizard list, which had a lot less guns. And he also, um, his, he, de he did beat the current Warhammer world. I think he's the sort of champion, um, James Tinsdale with a, with a Helon Lumineth list. Backing up the idea that that the is that little Chris? I don't think so. No, I think no. It's definitely no. It's not. It's definitely James Tinsdale. Um, and he uh, he was running a slightly MSUE um, Helon list, uh, which I think uh, dinosaurs with guns beat elves with bows all day long. I think that was the learning there. So yeah, he he went he went into a lot of other gun lines. Didn't come up against uh, against. Um, too many Archeons, only one. Unlike me, who had to play two in the first two rounds. No Archeons? Because I was going to say, how does that play? Then he came into no Archeons, so he didn't have to do any of the unrendable Zeke he, he did have to play one Zeke Archeon in round four. All right. Okay, uh, that, that was Troy, who was riding high on 3-0 and o after the first day. So, um, But good maybe job, there's a con maybe that's a, more a conversation around player skill, though, right? Maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, should we move on to the next list? Because that's only one of the two lists in the 5-0 bracket, right? Um, so while it's first place, I don't really think of first place anymore. In fact, Owen, I'm even amending my own packs after this show uh, so that first place just don't exist. It's just first bracket, second bracket. Like, oh, wow, they just don't, ex they just, the they just don't, they just don't exist in my world anymore. Um, I just, because it's the same, right? It's basically the same. Uh, and Toby, new lad on the scene. Oh, not really that new. Uh, like you said, you tipped him for, uh, I think, Facehammer event that we did coverage of nearly two years ago, maybe two and a half. Um, an absolute pleasure of a human being. Um, and he's uh, he came second. You said he came second at Slaughter. Uh, not Slaughter. Um, Mancunian Carnage. Carnage. Uh, yeah, and he yeah. also won a one-dayer uh, recently as well uh, with his double more Crusher list. And then he decided to bring a completely new army. Um, so just a complete gem. 
And mm. uh, yeah, like really exciting uh, to see. I'll put the list in the chat now uh, for you guys. And it's a Legion of the First Prince list, eh, Owen? Yes. Yeah. So again, an, a really nice anti-meta pick in terms of Bellacor is going to be able to shut down uh, those big heroes. Um, but yeah, he plays the game really tight. He's from the Hellstorm Wargaming crew. So he was there with a, with a few of his mates. They call themselves the Grand Alliance Friendship. Um, really nice group of lads. And um, yeah, he plays tight and fair. Um, he had a he had a, a quite a, a tough run. Um, but it's the it's a classic list of the mixed chaos. So Bellacor, Kairos Fate Weaver, Rotigus, a change caster, Slaves to Darkness, Demon Prince with Mark of Corn, and then ten pink horrors, ten plague bearers, ten plague bearers, and a and an umbral spell portal. Mm-hmm. Um, so all manner of control from the, the Demon Prince and 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 Kairos um, and Bellacor. Um, and then some bodies that gamut the board. And then obviously, as you know, remember from our TTS games, Rob, rolling a 10 on 3d6 and summoning, even if it's only five pinks or, you know, five pinks will do. Five pinks will do. do All day long, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So just uh, just to, in case for some reason you don't know, we'll just quickly talk about those ways that someone could shut them down. Bellicor's got an ability to basically shut down a unit, uh, potentially over two turns. Dark Mastery, that's one of those key pieces. Kairos Fate Weaver's got the ability to change a dice roll spell. So again, um, uh, you can, know, can stop a charge, uh, make someone miscast, uh, make yourself cast or make yourself charge as well. Uh, so turning a dice roll is pretty good. Uh, Rotagus has got an amazing spell, which is actually uh, board-wide to do D3 Mortal Wounds. Um, to different units, which is actually quite nice uh, over the course of a couple of turns. It's kind of like a the like a worse comet's call. Um, so that's really nice uh, from him. Uh, and then uh, you've all, the slave start and demon prince and Mark Corn have got has got the, um, uh, the an aura. So the blood slick ground, eighteen inches. You have to re- halve your charges. Uh, hey, Ty winning. Thanks for resubscribing. Big love to you. So like that shuts a bunch of stuff down as well as uh, those ten pink horrors uh, being a great like uh, line for holding bits in. And also the umbral spell portal and Kairos. So uh, doing flat six mortal wounds, generating a spawn, uh, creating a, a hole in your line. Really nice, really nice. Like you can control huge swaths of your enemy uh, with mm. different elements of that. Um, uh, not uh, not designed to make people have fun, but definitely a great list to play. Yes, yes. I think if anyone can make it fun, it's Toby because he is a really nice uh, guy to play against. Um, I'm actually not looking forward to playing him though because I'm currently I've only played him twice and I've beaten him twice. But I think that he's leveled up quite cons- considerably since we last played. So. Um, but yes, he um, yeah uh, he was just yeah smiling and playing a playing a tight game and just progressing up through the tables and um, he did all he could getting a five zero. I, I can't see that first place being too far off for him if he carries on as he is. So um, yeah, yeah well, pops to Toby. He's in the five zero bracket. So in my opinion, he got first place as much as anyone got first place. That's how I picture it in my head. Uh, I don't I don't see a difference now. As of last week, I don't see differences. Um, but there you go. Uh, a couple of points in it. So great work there, Toby. Uh, excellent. And then what do we have happening in the 4-1 bracket? So there's a couple of things that you'd probably expect to see there. Um, so my roommate for the weekend, um, Matthew Gouldsborough, um, as I say, he took Techless and Sire. Um, or as I like to call him, Zuma Doctor Who. <laughs> he um he uh yeah, I suppose it's the jacket. He always wears that jacket. He's so with he's the hat, so, it's it's he's... it's like are you a doctor, but also from the you know one of the young breed. Yeah, I got you. 
I got you. He's he's so debonair that 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 chap. But yeah, yeah he yeah. um he had some cute picks like uh, goading arrogance on the wind mage. So you've got a sixteen inch flying move um, hero that that shuts down enemy heroes. So again, um, a bit like the shutdown that you get from Bellacore or something. Um, and then he had thirty sentinels, thirty wardens, uh, a ballista portal, and a life swarm. So. Um, yeah, and he also took home best painted. So yeah, top of the four one bracket and, and best painted. So that was a, a really good weekend for Matt. Um Tom Lees, um, I think he posted his first four one and he was proper hyped, um, taking uh the Taker tribe, Sons of Bayer Matt. Great um, work there, Tom. Great work yeah. there, Tom. And um, he was going for the big the big four, just four big lads. That was it. No minis, just four triple kraken, so triple football. And uh, one gate breaker for the damage. Um, yeah, and I did. See, he was playing next to me on one table, um, and he beat he beat Daughters of Cain. Um, uh, shut up, Adam. And uh, he also beat Jay Denny, who had a really good weekend with his um, Slaves to Darkness Archeon. Um, I'm not sure how well Tom did prior to that, but um, yeah, definitely a, a big four-one for him. And backing up what we've been saying about Sons of Bayer, Matt right, Rob. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and 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 Adam's not wrong. The strategy is fine. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't ch- like the way it wins doesn't change that someone wins. I think really um, we've talked about uh, gatekeeper lists before uh, and ones with gate breakers in. Come on, come on, let's all get. Come on, let's go to the crowd. bar, lads. Let's go to the bar. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're probably the gatekeeper list. Uh, in Age of Sigmar right now. How they play isn't particularly advanced. Uh, what they do isn't particularly advanced, although there's some cool micromanagement um, on exactly where inside of that six inches they're going to be. Um, but once they're there, your question is, is can you get them off? Uh, and then you just move forward. That's it. So, like, um, uh, big shout out to that, uh, to Tom on that. And I would expect to see a lot of Mega Gargants in the 4 1 bracket quite often at a lot of events. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, there were there were a few there that weekend. I played one, and I think my opponent Christian maybe ended up three two. They do, you know, they do a thing, um, but they still have to be played like any army. It, it's um, you know you've got to put them in the right places. Even stuff like knowing when to take first turn or give it away, or you know, uh, one of the players that was next to me, he he opted to. He was worried about the double from the gargants rather than worry about them walking onto the objective. Whereas I was all I would always take first turn against gargants if I've got the opportunity, just to hold them off the objectives for a turn or two and try and dictate a little bit, Agreed. especially if you've got a lot of chaff or something. Um, and then there was one mad list that both Matt Mallow and I played, and he was playing on table one, game five, which was Michael Wilding with a, a really janky 15 Scourge Runner Chariots list in Living City, which was kind of mind-blowing to play against, to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just like, uh, how many shots did they get? That's like 30 shots with 30-inch range doing D3 Mortal Wounds. He had Azeroth's. I found out as well, Rob. Harpies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, you know the no, no, Kinemai no. heart renders that drop down? Yeah. They can run and shoot. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. I didn't know that. Little buggers. <laughs> Running like 20 <laughs> inches and throwing spears at my little my little skeletons. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't appreciate that at all. 
Uh, it's actually um, fairly similar to the to the uh, to Jack's list. Um, you know, like range threats, uh, pretty significant, picking off things, uh, achieving battle tactics, but like a mobile gun line, right? Just doesn't have the combat output, but more shooting maybe. Yeah, and like it doesn't have any monsters, and it gives up broken ranks super easy because all the chariots are um, uh, they're all like they're all battle line, and they're all like six wounds on a five up save, but. Generally, like if he plays it well and they all come on the board edge, they can just smoke off the uh, the most um, you know the most the key target. So, for example, Mathmala lost a Lariel turn one, and the photograph is just like a procession of chariots. It looks like a fucking I don't know, like a Sunday parade or something with all of these little horses there, and they're just about to just just you know just just mow it. But also, there's a, there was some cute little bits of tech in there as well. So you worried about the chariots, but then. Double Azeroth gives you reroll ones everywhere, and you get the two lanterns. So into chaos once per game, you can do d6 mortal wounds in a big AOE. Um, and then he had two heralders, which are going to do d3 mortal wounds to everything near terrain. Um, and then um, yeah, all the, he had three units of harpies that drop down, so he can like null deploy, just put a few chariots on the board, see what you're going to do. Um, and it's yeah, it's incredibly difficult to play against. Um, but um, yeah, so he went four-one with that, and um, yeah, it was it was a pretty wild experience because I played him game three, um, and it was it was a, it was a, it was a thing. It was a re- it was a real thing, and they were all actually Rob, they were all scourge runner chariots. I don't mind if somebody puts the effort in and buys the proper models. If it had been a load of proxies or something, I might have been a little bit salty about it. But or three D prints them. Who cares? As long as you had, as long as the guy had fun and everyone had fun, um, uh, that's cool. Um, uh, cool, yeah, yeah. An, an, an interesting list. People asking, obviously, some of these lists that we're about to talk about or have talked about already are going to be on the honestwargamer.com. So you can go search them for there. Owen's already put a couple up. I'm going to spend the rest of the day putting the rest up for you guys. Uh, so if you want to go find them, they're there. If you are one of the people who ran the lists and you want to put your version of the list up and do a rundown and write it on there, it's literally built to do that. Um, so do it is what i'm saying yeah. uh like uh, and then people like when people ask the questions they can they can hear from you as opposed to hear from us uh but congratulations to everyone in the 4-1 bracket also just a shout out to matt goldsborough again um in that 4-1 bracket it's kind of now we expect him to be in the 4-1 bracket like you know we kind of expect him to be in the 4-1-5-0 bracket but actually very much like toby who was in first uh, like in the first bracket um you know he uh like he's fairly new to like being on those top tables and being in those top tables, but it's handling the pressure fairly well uh, and coming out with consistent results. Yeah, and as as a bit of context as well, Rob, we well, I was certainly calling him the High Warden of Hish because on Sunday he played two mirror matches against JP Stevens and James Tinsdale, and uh, yeah, he came out on top in both of those. So um, yeah, he, he he won those mirrors and um... Southern boy taking the trophy back. That's what he's done. He's like, you think you're in a fat elven character? Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big T's going to wreck your day. Yeah. Big, 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 big techless in the mirror is, is horrible because he just goes, all right, you want to do your uh, double move speed of a hish? Sorry, mate. The boss is in town. Your little wind mage or Cathlar, you ain't getting anything off. So um, yeah, there That's we go. Cool. J- JP, it was a thing. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, we we all learned a lot. Um, I went three two, uh, which was fine. 
Um, I kind of I beat the stuff that I thought would be tough, and I lost against stuff I wasn't expecting to see, and that's Warhammer tournaments, right? So um, I was drawn into Miles. I'll just very quickly go over it. Drawn into Miles, lovely Miles, you know, from the Scribes. Yeah, uh, lovely fellow. With, with a corn Archeon. Um, I managed to get a win there. Then I went into another Archeon, which was Jay Denny. Really nice to meet Jay. Amazingly painted army. And he was somebody that came to a lot of my TTS tournaments. So um, he was doing the whole thing about who he knew who was going next. And we had a bit of to and fro. But then I managed to hand of dust off Archeon on turn four, which was lovely. And that got me that. Then I lost to the Chariots. And then I've just got a little cursory tale here on uh, for game four, Rob. I kind of mentioned it to you, and I won't bollock on too much about it. But I basically got drawn into Christian, who was playing Breaker Tribe Gargants. I knew it'd be tough. Um, I rolled... I needed to roll at least a two up on two units of skeletons to get my tactic turn one. And I rolled double ones. So I failed my first battle tactic. About round two, I messed up my sequencing and I ended up having exactly 20 models on an objective along with his Gargant that had 20, so I failed Conquer. Round three, I made a mistake and he guessed correctly on Hand of Dust and I failed to get my third battle tactic. And by this point, Rob, my score sheet, I was purposely putting it face down so that people couldn't walk past the table and be like, oh my God, this guy talks about Warhammer on the internet all the time and he's shit. <laughs> so I was having an awful time. I think I was like 17-5 down going into turn four. Oh, wow. And then... The great powers of the bone tithe, they imbued me with such power and confidence. Um, and, I, and my opponent bought me a can of Pepsi Max. I think that's what did it, to be fair. Nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, I went absolutely super cyan. I think Nagash did around about 80 damage over the course of two turns. Amazing. Um, and I rolled like a god. I played pretty amazing, not sounding like a dick. And uh, I beat him by a point on turn five. So I went from 17-5 to 19-18 at the end of turn five. So the cursory tale here is AOS 3, never give up, never surrender. Just play to the end and you never know what's going to happen. And I was just, ah, I was just like, it was, it, I felt amazing. It was just like, I, I feel like I'd ascended. A that comeback, amazing a comeback story. It was, it was greater than Rocky, man. It was, um, it was, I had like, Adrian in the background. I was just like, ah. um, yeah, it was cool. Um, I, the problem was then, though, Rob, that I was so fizzy and full of adrenaline and good juices that I overextended the gash in my next game and he got cut down by playbearers after I double one miscast on his first spell. So, you know, Nagash is a fickle beast, but um, yeah. But you had really a good weekend. Amazing. Such a good crew. Um, yeah, I won't do my shout. I'll do my shout outs now. Just all my opponents, you were brilliant. The whole community, all the people I traveled up with. That's enough of me talking about my games. Let's go back to the worldwide community, if that's okay. Oh, no, that's but, great. Uh, it's always nice to hear people having a fun. So that was, uh, that was everything from uh, the Just Play event over at the weekend. Um, uh, and now we've got a bunch of other stuff to talk about. So no fucking about. So over to NashCon in Nashville. Um, incredible. So Tio was David Griffin and we had 64 players. David's a lovely human being. I know Anti Plute Castro was also helping in doing some Tio in as well. Um, and he'd also provided all the phenomenal boards. Um, uh, the Just Play venue looked lovely. 
Um, but the board, like the winner from the weekend, if we're going to start, and we might start on the Sat Center giving a board trophy away uh, because we should talk about that. Like, send us your best board from the weekend. Um, uh, it's got to go to Nashville this week and NashCon. Phenomenal boards. Like, they just look lovely. Um, it just looked really great. So, uh, and if you've ever been or you get the opportunity to go to, Nashville's a lovely uh, state and uh, NashCon's a great event. I've been myself. Uh, so, in the 5 0 uh, bracket, you had Tom Lyons and Brad College. Uh, now, Tom, obviously, formerly of Warhammer Weekly, or like he's on sabbatical from Warhammer Weekly, sorry. Um, so, uh, you, you will know Tom. Uh, he was running his Carriage and Overlords list with Gotrek. Uh, so, all the shoot running around uh, with uh, the Ginger Menace as is. Um, uh, so he went uh, and he did quite well. And I think he had like the, uh, I think he had the big ironclad and he had two frigates um, in his list along with Gotrek. And then you had Brad College. I mean, did you take a look at this? Uh, with his Bone Splitters Drakfoot. Did you get the, I don't know if you got the opportunity to see this list. I don't. I, um, unfortunately, there was a Drakfoot list at the, at the weekend, actually, a player called Sarah Jane in um, Liverpool, and she one-shotted Archeon with it. So, um, yeah, because Drakfoot's the one that ignores all the ward saves, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, really good. Yeah, and I think that actually plays quite nicely into some of the meta threats that exist in the game. But you have to remember what you have to remember about Nashville and Nashcon specifically is a two list format at the event. So you and your opponent have two lists that you can play against each other and you kind of secretly pick it. Um, so it's a little bit more um, uh, like, you know. It's a little bit more off-meta, so you might get a different result. But that's that's not to say that I don't think uh, Bone Splitters can pay particularly well. Like you said, with Dragfoot ignoring uh, some of those ward saves, ward saves being everywhere, a lot of people being like, yeah, Amulet, so, I mean, yeah, Amulet of Destiny is everywhere. And once it's not, um, it'll pay quite well. Uh, so that's one of those things. Um, mm. uh, <laughs> uh, so a big shout out to both of those two players, right? Because uh, especially to Brad, because Brad's got to be over the moon about doing so well with Bone Splitters, right? Yeah, I mean, the general conversation around Bone Splitters was that they were dead because there was a lot around, um, you know, uh, save stacking um, that was coming through lots of layering and, and, you know, a lot of that went away. But um, I know that, and, and also the fact that often you were looking to tag in with like your, um, what's their equivalent to host duplicitous? Uh, bone Grins. Yeah. That was the play style that I saw more often than not was this sort of Bone Grins denial and you were then spending loads of CP to um to inspiring presence all your troops um and also they're quite good in that you know there's loads of mortal wounds around rob and there's loads of like ren 2 ren 3 elite damage and then you just got a load of savage naked green dudes going sweet well i've got a six up save and then i've got a six up ward so hit me with your ren 3 hit me with your mortal wounds man does, doesn't give a fuck you know it's i'm always gonna get my six up it's a lot, it's of, a lot of wounds yeah, well, I've been I've been fresh. talking about the, I've been talking about this recently. The trash tier lists, actually, uh, me and Charlie, who was here at the weekend, where I've been having a lot of conversations about this. Is I think that there's definitely a wound trash tier list version um, where things like things like your Archeon or your Sentinels just don't really uh, don't really have much effect into them because they just have so much garbage on the board um, and they can't pick through it because a lot of the damage we're seeing is fairly elite and fairly concentrated, um, mm. and so. 
uh, yeah, uh, I, th- I think uh, I think there's a really interesting conversation there and looking at Bone Splitters. And Bone Splitters also got access to things like Big Stabbers um, to do some pretty potent work into major threats when they want to. Um, mm. So yeah, I think Brad should be over the moon about that, as should Tom uh, with KO and Gotrek. In the 4-1 bracket, again, don't forget this is all the 2-1 list, uh, you had Anthony uh, Trentinelli. Now, Anthony did really well recently. I don't think it was at the LSO. I think it was a little bit before that, just in the AOS 2 event earlier on in the year, um, but did really well um, uh, in that event. And he he went 4-1 with his Slaves of Darkness, Knights of the Empty Throne list. So that would be those Varangard as heroes, which I still think has got incredible play in Age of Sigmar 3. Like, really, really good. Uh, Matthew Swinney with his Seraphon. Matthew Minna with his Ogre Moor Tribes. Basil Inferno with his Seraphon. Uh, Mackenzie Ewing with his Lumineth Realm Lords. Will Loy with Disciples of Zinch. Esteban Santos uh, with his Disciples of Zinch. And then our man Jacob the Berry with his Daughters of Cain. A little bit gutted not to see Mr. Budtastic Guy in that 4-1 bracket. Um, but those two Disciples of Zinch lists, there were quite a lot of Zinch Archeons at that event. Uh, and I'm not surprised to see them in the 4-1 bracket. No, not at all. Um, I think maybe with the with the two-list um, format, perhaps, um, you'd imagine that every single one of them had... Because you didn't have to... From watching the show with um, Jacob um, and Joe the other day, you effectively could just change like one endless spell or something. So they would always, always have Archeon and Kairos, right? Because mm-hmm. those, those two just sort of high-five each other and kill the world or or control the world um yeah i mean uh perhaps it's when you have when your opponent chooses the list i don't know maybe there's it does tech more into um you know that's when the player skill comes into it um i don't know i i haven't had the opportunity to dig into all these lists it's more like um well, it's two lists of time, so you don't even know which ones overperform for the players. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's harder to talk about these. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I know Jacob was running uh, Marathi and the Bow Snakes. Um, and I think ultimately, like, just big shout out to all the players there. It's a very unique uh, place. Like, it's really mm-hmm. unique. Yeah. Definitely. And like you say, amazing tables and loads of, like, you can see on Twitter, there's loads of people, um, you know, having a, saying how much of a great time they had. So um yeah i think that's the main thing you want to go to an event and play on lovely tables much like at the tsn or something you know it makes your warhammer experience amazing if you've got a kind of believable world that you're uh, playing inside of and i think props obviously to crazy horse there who i believe does a lot of great work um printing a lot of that terrain for them so um yeah 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 good for them yeah yeah, big shout out to them. So that was that was Nashcon, uh, a lovely event, and I'm sure it'll go from strength to strength every year. So I expect when we're doing this stats show in a couple of years, uh, Owen, um, to be talking about Nashcon event being a 100-200 player event. Um, and I think it's going to be very cool to see personally. Um, just because you can see the effort and, and love they're putting into the event, and I expect it to go to str- from strength to strength. Um, uh, and then uh, Watson says, love the two list thing coming from War Machine, where that's standard. You get some really interesting list chicken too, uh, which I think is quite a, an interesting format. So, yeah, keen on that. Uh, ne- where, is, where should we go to next? Uh, the USA, stick in there? Yeah, let's go to a, a place called Bremerton, which is in Washington, USA, up in the north. Um, and this was an event called the Blue Sky Summer Open, um, at a place called Game Wizard and Blue Sky Hobbies. Um, 30 players, two days. Now, we need to prepare Math Mallow for this, don't we, really? Because have you seen what won? I or what's in the, in the 5-0 bracket? 
I've seen it. I've seen it. It's Silverneth Nalroot. Silverneth Nalroot in the 5-0 bracket. Do you think it's like a Mathmalo TM list? Do we happen to know or do we not see it? I'm afraid it's a BCP. So I'll I'm go find of... it. I'll go find it You've, while you, uh, while you talk it, yes. about the rest of it. Yeah. So this is um, a, a gentleman called Matthew Kangeiser. Um, yeah. The only 5-0 in the field of 30 players. Um I think having a chat with Matt at the weekend about this kind of list, it does feel much like you either win big or lose big. Um, like a couple of Matt's games at the weekend were like over within about an hour because people just can't stand up to that AOE damage. Um, and then obviously Alariel can be a real beat stick. Um, so yeah, uh, we've got Halalix in the chat, Monster Mash, Alar- he, they believe it's Alariel, Dreyker, Durthu, a TLA, uh, two times five tree revs and some dryads. So yeah, it is the monster mash sort of um, woodland friends kind of list. Um, oh, but yeah, Alariel Dreicher, Tree Lord Ancient, Branch Wraith, and another Branch Wraith. Four times ten min dryads and then the Spite Swarm Hive. And then the artifact um, is the Amulet of Destiny on that Tree Lord Ancient. So there you go. There's the list. So not even um, uh, necessarily. Uh, so not in any way. Uh, a a Mathmalo list, its own list. So huge shout out uh, to Matthew uh, Kangeiser, Kangeiser, Um, uh, either Kang, yeah, Kangeiser, Um, because what a phenomenal result. Like, got to be one of the big standouts from the weekend, Sylvaneth going 5-0. Definitely. And I mean, yeah, Arcane Ring saying, where is the AOE damage coming from? It's not coming from anywhere because he's not running the Warsong Revenant. The Warsong Revenant portal is the more typical UK null root build that you see people like Math Mallow playing. Um, but um, <laughs> shut up, gangster pair of dice. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but um, I mean, one thing that's awesome is uh, like Dreyker unleashing hell with all of those mortal wounds, like 20 shots. That's pretty potent. Um, and obviously you, the thing you don't see in the list is, is the, the extra summon that you get from Malariel. Um, and she's quite hard to take down, um, and obviously insane movement. He's got the he's got the plus three movement from the Spite Swarm Hive. The TLA's command ability is fantastic now because it's not reroll ones; it's plus one to save. So you know, Alariel's on a two up. All the big heroes are on two ups. Durthu's on a two up. Durthu benefits from the new command ability from Gur so much. Like, as you know, Rob, Durthu, once he gets bracketed and it goes from flat six to D6 damage on the Guardian Sword, like, he just falls off. Whereas keeping him topped up at, at flat six, re-rolling ones when he's wholly within 12 of a Naruto hero, plus one to wound from best day ever, plus two attacks when he's near some trees, you know, you're talking about potential 30 damage at Ren 2. Um, he's a scary, he's a scary boy. And then obviously healing, you know, you've got the heals every turn from Alariel and, um, you've got the heals from the, uh, heroic actions. Uh, he can actually stick about. So, um, yeah, got some real threats there and double branch wraith means that he's got some, um, uh, got some summoning redundancy there for the late game. Um, so yeah, very different, um, and, and very well done. Um, I'm not sure if you wanted to talk about those those four ones or if you yeah, wanted yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Jack Ballard with his Lumineth Realm Lords uh, with Zytrek. 
um, uh, tech list and 50 Sentinels. So not like breaking the mold there. Uh, Mason Knox with the Sons of Behemoth Taker Tribe and Miles Benjamin with the Sons of Behemoth Taker Tribe as well. And neither of those two can be upset about that. Again, a 4-1 result is excellent. Uh, but I would say pretty much where I'd expect Mega Gargants to sit at this stage. 3-2-4-1. They're actually, uh, if you go and um, we'll talk about this when we start putting the actual stats, the actual stats together uh, for next week, I think is is generally the, uh, the pinned in line. But one of the most successful factions in Age of Sigmar 3 at the moment. Uh, however, breaking the mold, Dirk Co, uh, which is an American name if I've ever heard one, uh, Dirk Co, uh, with his Nighthorn Rykonors Condemned in 4-1. That's right, Nighthaunt 4-1. And I've got the list in front of me here. Um, it's a Guardian of Souls with a Nightmare Lantern, a Lord Executioner and a Spirit Torment. Then it's 10 Grimgas Reapers, 2 times 30 Chain Rasp Horde, a Morngull, and Big Drog Fork Kicker. That's right. It seems like death can only do well when they ally in a Mega Gargant. Flesh Eater Courts with Bill, ally in a Mega Gargant. If you're like, ally, uh, Owen, have you tried allying in a Mega Gargant into Osiarchs? Maybe that'll help. I've looked into it and I thought it was a terrible idea, but obviously I must be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's working. I think Big Drog's got a minus one to hit aura, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, uh, but, 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 but that's about it. I'm not, I, I don't know. I mean, they do suffer for not having a big beat stick monster, don't they? You know, Nighthorn is all seven or eight wound characters. The Morn Ghouls are, oh yeah, the Morn Ghoul gives off a minus one. So here we got some synergy. There's minus two to hit in there. Um, and obviously big blocks of ethereal chain rasps are still pretty hard to shift. Um, so yeah, that's, um, I mean, but I think the, the two things outside of the things that have gone five zero or four one, like we got a five zero from Bone Splitters and a four one from Nighthorn. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think there's a nice takeaway there that if there's an army you love, then find a way to make it work, right? I would say also, I, I would also say that like because we've we're talking about more events now. Like than we used to maybe on the stat center. We quite often only talked about large two dayer events, you know. Uh, uh, although this was thirty people, thirty people is a decent event. Um, like you know, you start to see that you see start to see that difference. And yeah, maybe in some places it's skill level, maybe it's not. Um, but it doesn't matter. Like it, it all counts. It all counts. It's uh, so you should be have your head held high wherever you are, uh, you players, especially you, Dirko uh, and Matthew Kanig, uh, Kangiza. Uh, you're all smashing it. So excellent work, I'd say. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, really solid. Uh, next up, uh, Norway, Norway. I've got these lists right here. This isn't a problem to put together. Uh, shout out to everyone who tweets me a list, Facebook messages me the fucking results, WhatsApps me like whatever, like, like, I love you all. You can use our email, which is, uh, I'm going to put into the chat right now. Um, if you guys want to uh, reach us on our email, uh, and you can also reach our calendar, which so the Age of Sigma Stat Center at gmail.com is is the email, um, and I'll include it in the show notes um, if you guys want. But uh, for King in the North, only one. Per this is the most northern event we had this weekend, right, Owen? Like very far north. Yes, very chilly. But the chilliest place to play Warhammer this weekend was in uh, Tromso in Norway. That's right. So. King in the North. I think the TO was um, Irik Lanes. I think it's Frostlord Irik on Twitter, perhaps. My, is that the dude? One of my favorite Twitter accounts. Every time he plays, he's just like about to play some Warhammer and he's just always drinking a beer, just about to start. 
11 out of 10 human being, in my opinion. Like, Doing it right. Doing yeah, it you should right. all follow him on Twitter. He's amazing. Um, but there was only one in the 5-0 bracket, right? Yes. And that was another sort of High Lord of Hish. This time, I'm going to try the name. It's Gaia Vedeld, uh, who was playing Zytrek. So um, similar uh, sort of uh, sub-faction to Jack Ballard um, uh, up in Washington. Um, and this is the very magic buffing. I think Zytrek was where a lot of people went early. And then Sire and Helon have taken over. Um, but um, have you got the list there, Rob? The Zytrek. I do. What, what's I do. What's in the list, please? So it's a Sonari Cathalar, uh, who's the general, right? A Hurricane Wind Mage, um, who's got the Gift of Kelenar and uh, uh, the Guiding Flurries. But then this is the one. This is this is something we talked about during the coverage. So me and Mr. Adam Mumford, where we did the coverage for the T Sports Network uh, two weekends ago. Thirty Sentinels, twenty Sentinels, twenty Sentinels. 10 Wardens. Oh, no, wait, this isn't the list I thought it was. Never mind. Ignore me. It's That was... I don't know if you heard that. 30 Sentinels, 20 Sentinels, another 20 Sentinels, so 70 Sentinels, um, 10 Wardens, 10 more Wardens, and 10 more Wardens and 10 more Wardens. So 40 Wardens in 10s, backed up by 70 Archers. Um, and then the Chronomantic Cogs and Emerald Life Swarm is what it was. Oh, baby. Um, I thought this Sorry, was, I just uh, I fell asleep there. Sorry, Rob. What, what was that? <laughs> Sorry, just to be cl- to be clear, there was forty wardens in tens and seventy sentinels in three units. Uh, have I got that right? Seventy sentinels, yeah, uh, sixty sentinels uh, in uh, units, um, which is uh, which is the, anyway. But the point is, what I was trying to allude to is, me and Adam have been talking quite a lot about only using ten wardens and them being amazing, and they are amazing especially when you have emerald life swarm 10 wardens are brilliant and i'm a huge fan of it um so yeah uh just i think that's great and also you know uh, what else do you want in the cold north but a bunch of ice arrows hitting you in the head works for me mate i mean i know that they suffer from like having not many daylight hours up in the in scandinavia but you would get zero daylight playing against that list because it's just (laughs) black and black in the sky just like boom so many arrows so many arrows (laughs) (laughs) you don't need lambent light going off when that many arrows are flying through the air no but but also and also with chronomantic cogs which is obviously a huge boon for both lumineth and zinch giving an extra spell to units within uh units within six um they don't need techless they don't need to be banging out a bunch of extra extra spells how much are 10 wardens 10 wardens are 145 points um they're with 10 wounds uh they're so good 10 wardens like they're so so good and yeah, i still I'm... think that there's a i still think there's a combat uh warden list but mm. whatever like yeah um as shugo says in the chat as well that 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 clutch spell guiding flurries that gives them an extra six inch range on those bows so yeah. you ain't hiding from that from that hot death nope. um yeah, yeah it's um i mean it's a vibe it's a it's a legal list so um you know, it, it, it's going to smoke stuff off the board. And I think I expect, I expect the... to see it a lot. I expect to see it a lot. I actually think it's a really hard list building state. It's really hard to build a list at the moment because you build a list to fight the Mega Gargants and then all of a sudden some elf fills you with arrows and then you think, right, you write a list to deal with their elves if you can. And then there's just some big lad stood on an objective being like all right welcome to uh where i live and you're like oh god so like like, <laughs> <laughs> like that. whose house oh house whose house, house? Oh, oh, house. house. 
so like it's a it's an interesting time to be writing lists because those they're so different to each other um hey hams fan i know bliss barbs are 180 but don't forget someone took uh a reinforced unit of bliss barbs so uh 22 bliss barb archers and went 4-1 last week uh so just saying um just saying maybe we're all wrong uh so that was uh in the 5-0 bracket so big shout out to gervedeld definitely yep. got that wrong uh and in the 4-1 bracket owen please because i'm gonna get these wrong so I was going to say, I better do these. <laughs> I think we're going to go with uh, Erstenberg, who is yep. with um, an Ogre Moor Tribes army. It did say BCR, so I'm thinking, um, you know, sort of some Stonehorns and some Mornfang and stuff. Um, it's specifically a Huskard on Stonehorn, a Huskard on Stonehorn, a Huskard on Stonehorn, and then three Stonehorn Beast Riders. Oh, wow. So monster trucks for days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just ramming them in. Um, and then Lassa Kalberg was another in the 4-1 bracket with Hagnar, Daughters of Cain. Uh, which um, was uh, Marathi and the Bow Snakes, um, uh, as you would expect. I mean, it's basically like a bloody band now, isn't it? Marathi and the favorite. Bow Snakes in at number one. With, uh, <laughs> in at number hot... one, Marathi and the Bow Snakes shooting in the hero phase. Their, follow- <laughs> their follow-up album, You Can't Kill Me. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I say them now. I say them as Marathi and the Bosakes like they're a band. It's yeah, brilliant. Like, they're so it's fun. like yeah. uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It's like, yeah. Oh, anyway. uh, shout out to uh, M. Uh, M. Revinson in the chat. It says, Gear and Oyston, I'm sorry if I said that wrong, are also very experienced players, reigning War Machine Horde WTC champions. Uh, so uh, that's great. Love to see them in an international event at some time soon. Uh, so big love to them. I, I have heard as well that Marathi and the Bow Snakes sometimes, dependent on the country, they sometimes go on tour with like a little ginger support act. Um, <laughs> and he's a proper little arsehole. He drinks all the beer. He always wants bloody blue Smarties. And uh, he just he smashes all the groupies. <laughs> It's a great support act, Gotrek, for Marathi and the Bow Snakes. It's just absolutely great. Uh, the side project, the emo band that is the Knight Shadow Stonkers, I'm not so impressed by, but like they generally, you see them around as well. They're normally in there. Uh, they're normally in there. Uh, number one with I Will Pierce Your Heart. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Martin Almighty, I am not new to the hobby, but new to AOS. Just getting through a pile of shame. When's it done? Where is the Honest Wargamer's venue? Oh, it's in Nottingham, sir. Um, uh, if that helps you out. Uh, so shout out to the most northern event, the King of the North. Um, uh, like excellent work there uh, to Eric, uh, uh, Eric maybe. Um, just keep smashing it. I love all of your pictures, and you should just carry on. Uh, and I'd love to get up there one time. That would be so fun. We should do the northern, the northern tour at some point. I mean, uh, Norway, that that place we're going to go in Russia that one time. Um, wherever oh, yeah, Falcon lives place. to play Age yeah. Sigmar against him. And we could go up to Newcastle as well, because that's pretty far up north. Um, yeah. <laughs> or maybe Scotland, even. Uh, that'd be fun. That'd be um, really fun. Uh, we've got some aggregate analysis from those brackets, haven't we, Rob? We Which do. So those, like those do are now. the two-day events that we know about. If there are other two-day events that we missed, we're sorry. Again, reach out to us via any of our socials or the Age of Sigmar Stat Center email, which will all be included in the show notes and then get to us so that we can just add it into our stuff later on in the in the week because uh, that would be cool. Yeah, what's the aggregates? Talk to me about it because it's, it's, it's a big mix-up from ne- last week. It is. Sorry, I can't stop laughing about Marath and the person. It's still, <laughs> still going on in the chat. Plymouth Trollsless throwing spin kicks and not giving a fuck. Hardcore mosh lad. Just like... <laughs> 
Gotcha would be such a liability on tour, wouldn't he? Oh my he'd be God. such a liability on tour. He'd be throwing TVs out of hotels like you wouldn't even believe. Yeah, he'd be a nightmare. Uh, Rathy would be turning up. She'd be like, I want 100 kittens that are, that are fluffy as hell in my room. Yeah, she'd be awful. She'd be a nightmare. Um, but yeah, back to the back to the stats. Um, it's uh, yeah, you're right. We've uh, we've got some. I don't think Lumineth featured quite as heavily last last week, but these. So yeah, as you say, we've now collated together those those big tournaments. Um, so this is just from the the two day events. So um, the aggregate um, five zero and four one brackets. We've got Lumineth Realm Lords in there with with four armies across those uh, those tournaments. Uh, then we've got the Ogamore tribes, the Swole Boys with three armies, Seraphon with three, Daughters of Cain with two, and then the Disciples of Zeech also with two. So um, no surprises there, really, right? Uh, I don't think so. But like, but then the uh, see, this is what's cool about the aggregate, right? Like, like you say, four Luminaire, three Ogre, three Seraphon, two Daughters of Cain, and one, one, uh, and two Zeech. But what is interesting is what did take out offense. You know, we had that Sylvaneth. We had another KO list. Yes, we've got it, but uh, another KO list. You know, like uh, that Legion of the First Prince, first place for Toby is also a standout as well. And even Jack's list um, in that first place bracket was, was again, interesting. It wasn't It wasn't some skinks. And, it was some salamanders. Like, like they were there. Um, but it was also something different as well. And it, it allowed a good conversation about that counter meta. I would say... And I've been saying this for the past few weeks. So, so again, it's no disrespect to any of the people who did very well. That we're still so early into the edition that scoring battle tactics... I mean, you've probably played as many tournaments as anyone I know at the moment. I think you've got like four or five maybe under your belt at the moment for AOS 3. Five. So five under your belt. Um, would you say that people are still learning battle tactics? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it, like I now... I'm thinking like what my first three battle tactics are as soon as I'm starting to deploy. Whereas some people are like, oh shit, yeah, I'm a battle tactic. You know, so it's kind of like getting people away from the AOS to like thinking about your primary or, you know, just getting onto the objectives. Um, and and uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely, uh, it's going to take 20 games, I think, for people to, to really get in the groove. So, um, you know, Grinding away, playing with your mates, you know, playing lots of games, getting used to the rhythm of it, um, getting into the idea of list writing. And as um, as Greg saying in the chat there, Shelltalk, denying battle tactics seems like where the game is going to be played at a high level. It's right. So, you know, factoring that into your list writing. Um, I don't think it's just a case of this is a cool army with some cool stuff. You've got to think about who your general is. You know, is your general going to be a survivable piece? One thing, actually, Rob, I hadn't touched yeah. on this. I haven't talked to you about it, but... One thing I'm liking is the fact that you are actually having Archeon is now your general because there's not that thing of I want this cool artifact from my sub-faction or I want to manipulate the idea around getting, um, uh, what are they called? Are they all battalions? You know, you don't want to stack artifacts and traits on something cool. You are actually seeing, you know, Teclas as the general, Archeon, Nagash, Marathi. You're seeing the god characters actually being the general of the army, mm. which is primarily for being strong in the game and not that diff not that easy to give up slay the warlord yep. um but i also think it's quite cool from a thematic point of view to have you know the 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 sort of bona fide leader of the army be the general in the list um but um going back to your main point though yeah um focusing on battle tactics is probably your first then the idea of denying battle tactics through the list writing so resilient battle line 
very resilient warlock because it often comes to turn three and people have done the easy ones they've done the ferocious advance they've done their aggressive expansion they've probably done a monstrous takeover which for everybody out there talking to some of the players on sunday night it was like oh monstrous takeover you don't actually need to take the objective no you just need to contest it so if you've got a monster and he just sits on an objective and there isn't another monster in proximity that's a tactic so Turn four and turn five, when things get difficult, if you've got survivable heroes and survivable battle line, uh, that that denial can can swing the game for you. Well, so, it, um, like it, to in return, for instance, if you only had a monster in your list, let's say Kairos in the list, yeah, that's all your only monster you had on the list, and you didn't do monsters so take over turn one. The other guy's got seventy sentinels and just drops. Kairos in a turn, you deny your opponent the ability to score that monstrous takeover. I mean, they've got to scramble a little bit more for battle tactics. And I think actually, um, someone's asked in the chat, um, uh, given what you've seen so far, do you think this addition design and scoring system will prevent an army being overly dominant? I think actually the skill cap is much higher. I think that there probably will be armies, and there are, there are armies that are definitely more dominant and they have more tools and skills uh, available to them. Mm. Um, uh, like on the tabletop uh, and I'm sure when we actually um, I've heard that Age of Sigma 3 might get some battle tomes, not 100% sure at this stage that we might actually get any but um, I, I mean doubt at this stage, uh, but one of the things I would say is that um, we'll see if those end up being like a big power hike upwards, if they be like uh, you know they're a, they're a power shift above what we are all currently playing but I would say that the skill cap is much higher achieving your battle tactics your primary and also the game state at the same time is more that, like it's an additional thing that you didn't have to do last turn right uh, last game absolutely so, so i think the skill set's higher yes um we have actually kicked off quite a debate in the chat here rob so should we just do it live now yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's a very, there's quite a lot of divergent opinions on um monstrous takeover i've always been of the opinion that to contest an objective you just need to be there Correct. we've had about three or four different people are saying I'm wrong, and you need to control it. Uh, no, 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 no. You, you, Contestation no. and control are different things, right? Yeah, yeah, they're different. They're different. You're like you're contesting the object. Yeah, they're just different, and as defined inside, uh, contest uh, is exist basically. Contest actually doesn't really officially like it doesn't relate to later or it, it only relates if there's opponent in range for it to be relevant, but it's still relevant in like application if that makes sense, right? Like, so to contest, does the enemy also need to be on it too? No, right? It doesn't. It would also, be, like, the only mitigating factor to it is if there is a monster also nearby. Mm. Otherwise, you're still contesting it. Um, uh, so that's how it works, basically. Uh, so it's, 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 it's a bit wordy and unnecessary between the two. Um, cool. And that's how I've read it and from the beginning. And everyone has read it, I think, pretty much. Um, it's contesting an objective you control, though. That's it. Thanks, Greg. Um, it's basically what it is. But you're not contesting it against anyone, which is weird. Same way you can do spells and you don't need to actually resolve them, if anyone's aware of that. You don't, like, as in, you can cast a spell, um, uh, even if you don't have a target in range, etc. You can still resolve the casting value of the spell, which is how Zinch wizards are able to generate so many fate points, uh, because the wording is you just cast it and you don't have to actually uh, enact it if that makes sense mm. yeah, 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 uh, yeah which is weird uh, but yeah uh, but it's, it's like it's so specific like we don't have to worry it's not like the world's falling down on that particular point i don't know if you think so owen i don't know man it is for me i hate getting things wrong but maybe i'll go away and have a look thanks for everyone in the chat um i 
can't know everything in the game. But I haven't just been sitting on something with an objective and going, you've got 40 lads and I've got one monster and I now get the Well, tactics. you need to control it. Yeah, you need to control it. Yeah, you need it. to control yeah. it. But yeah. maybe that's where I misspoke. So my bad. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you need let's to, move you need on. To... Yeah, you need to have a monster on it and control it. Yeah, that's fine. That's it's good for everyone. Like, like I say, there we go. Look at this. Yeah, we're all still learning those battle tactics. Although I'm pretty certain that's right. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, day one, one day events. We're gonna fly through these. Uh, so if you're at a one day event, I hope you had a great time. Um, Colchester Clash by lovely Pete Brizzo. Uh, great guy, great trainers. Uh, in Colchester, UK, with 26 players uh, in that 3-0 bracket. So there's three in the 3-0 bracket, which I think, again, rewarding the 3-0 bracket. Eric Hoger with his Seraphon Thunder Lizard list. What a babe. Um, uh, then Pete Oxford, Slaves to Darkness, Kotet, uh, so Knights of the Empty Throne, and then Connor Bartholomew with his Soulblight Gravelords Castellai list. Were there many Soulblight Gravelords lists at the event you're at, Owen? I still think that they've got such game in the 4-1 bracket. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there was a really nice chap I met called Joe Grzynski who was running around with uh, the Greg Shelton slash Andy Hughes TM, which is the um, Nagash, uh, Manfred, Vengerboy, and then some little lads. Love this that. was different, though, from what I saw. This is on Tabletop TO. Uh, this was Vordry. Um, Slap so hard. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Vordry, uh, off the top of my head, I can't, it wasn't Nagash though, it was Vordry and a Venga boy, I think. Manfred? And then it had, had no, no Manfred, it had some Graveguard in there. I tell you what, let's actually get the Hey, listen, list. I mean, like, not, you can write yeah. the best Soul Black Gravelords list at the minute, and they're all different. This is what's crazy. Yeah. Like, I, do I think that they're 5-0 compared to other armies? No. And my reasoning is, just straight off the bat for everyone, is they don't have shooting. So they aren't able to 100% do everything that I would want an army to do. But do I think that they're an amazing 4-1 army? Nailed it. Do I think that they're disparate across the 4-1 bracket? Yes, I do. Because like Owen said, you can take Nagash or you can go Manfred, Vordry, everything slaps. A Venga boy slaps. And then if you don't want to do that, we've seen Liss already do well with Radikar, Belladama, um, the dogs. Like... You've got so many lists. What about Arthur's list with a ton of uh, zombies? You've got so many. Mm -hmm. So many options in that book so far. I think Connor's in the chat as well because we've got a That's Me. So, yeah, shout out to you, Connor. Hey, he was one of the Connor, let's trios. go. Good work. And I've, I've got the list here, Rob. So it's got Prince Vordry, uh, Prince Duval, who I always call the, um, the High Lord of uh, Soft Furnishings. I don't know why. He just sounds like he's really into soft furnishings, doesn't he? Prince Duval. Yeah. Is it, it sounds a bit like toilet paper or something. Anyway, <laughs> that's just me being silly. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, it's then, uh, oh, no, he's the Kotet player. Sorry. Okay, so this is, uh, we'll, we'll go back to that. But this is, yeah, so he's got a Vengorian Lord, Fragment of the Keep, and Rousing Commander. That means that he's minus one to wound within six inches and gets to do the Castellai thing once per game with a Flaming Weapon. And then five Blood Knights, five Blood Knights, ten Skeletons, three Vargeists, Three Vargeists, 20 Graveguard, um, and uh, the Crimson Court Battalion that comes with Prince Duval, the High Lord of Soft Furnishings. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can't believe Prince Duval's in there, but like, still, uh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, well done to Connor, that's cool. Uh, and again, three players going 3 0 because it was how many players? 26 players uh, at that event, so shout out. Um, in that, again, <laughs> another Thunder Lizard list doing quite well. Would have been interesting to see how he played into uh, another event. Um, uh, the Age of Sigmar Gurish Onset, uh, which is in the Netherlands, 38 players. Um, this is Tom Medjins uh, from the Alliance Open, 
um, was running this event. And you can find these all under punpun.nl. Well, which is where they have their... Uh, uh, I was going to put it in the chat. We'll include it in the show notes. Uh, in the 3-0 bracket, we had two different lists. Maxime Van Solen with his Zinch Archeon, again dominating the tabletop. And then Mitchell Stahl, KO, Zilfin, and Gotrek. Nailed it on saying Zilfin, right? Um, I'm sure we're still spelling the bottle. Uh, and actually, I saw uh, spelling the bottle doing... Uh, not spelling the bottle, but I saw Shackles and also... Uh, the new uh, Warp Lightning Vortex doing some really solid work here at the venue this weekend. There's some really solid tech in there for shutting down some of the big meta players, specifically Mega Gargants, Gotrek, um, Stonehorns, Kragnos. Not that I think he's in the meta. Like, I think Owen, I saw Kragnos play. Three different players play with Kragnos this weekend. I think Kragnos is proper shit. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, not just, not just like, no, come on, Rob, be fair. I mean, like, absolutely in the fucking bin rubbish. Because you're like, you're all hype. You're like, this is it. I've sacrificed like 25% of my army for the big charge. Here I go. Four. Four is what I've rolled. Four mortal wounds. All right. I've still got some combat. Okay. I've rolled, not rolled that well. I guess I'm dead now. I guess I'm dead now. So, uh, anyway. So, crap, 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 Nos, then, yeah? Uh, yeah, crap, Nos. 100%. Rubbish. Uh, apparently, there's some more. Uh, and Stephen follows uh, Legion of the First Prince went 3 0 as well. Oh, thank you very much, uh, Jeffrey. Apologies that we missed that. Um, uh, and again, oh, a little Legion of the First Prince making making some waves. I would say the Connoisseurs <laughs> army list at the moment Knights of the Empty Throne and Legion of the First Prince are in. Connoisseurs? Maybe, but then I would probably go Drakfoot as your real, like, sort of, you know, your your sort no, of baby. high level. That's not that's wild card. That's some hillbilly from the back from the backfields who turns up with some straw in his mouth <laughs> and he's yeah, and a giant spear <laughs> and a big fucking spear, and he's like, oh, I'm here to fuck people up. Uh, I don't know what accent that is. So if if anyone is bothered, Kragnos fanboy in the chat going to be livid about what I just said. He's superb at punching down, but it's a lot of points for a god model that can go toe to toe with that can't go toe to toe with another god. Uh, I agree with that. Um, I'm not sure what the accent was. Owen, any thoughts on the accent? Uh, it was great. Oh, okay. All right. So the final one day, and I'm sure there were more that we missed. So apologies. We had one here at the uh, Honest Wargamer Arena, or sorry, TSN Arena, uh, an Honest Wargamer about Barbarians Brawl. And our man Andy Hughes, again, smashing it with his Nurgle list. An amazing list, actually. Um, mm -hmm. It was three great unclean ones. One of them, Rotigus was one of them. And then the two normal ones, one had the Bale Sword. Uh, not the Bale Sword, it had a sword. Uh, but then he also had Flaming Weapons, so he was a damage for great unclean one. Who was also flying, because um, he was casting the Fly Spell on him. And then he was running and charging. Running and charging with that. Uh, but the real shout-out has to be to the Plague Bearers that were, that were killing whole stone horns in a turn. Um, 10 Plague Bearers. Uh, so how that was happening was, Command Ability for the Great Unclean One gives plus one attack. Uh, Command Ability Aura coming from uh, the Glockin that was in the list as well. So also there was a Glockin in the list. Uh, and then the Spoilsbox Scrivener uh, giving an additional plus one attack uh, in there. And then Blades of Putrefication being cast uh, from the Glockin on the Plague Bearers, meaning any sixes to hit do a mortal wound with three additional attacks, which is four attacks per Plague Bearer. So 40 attacks... And then he f sixes to hit unless he gives him plus one attack. Uh, sorry, plus one to hit from all out attack. 
um, which would mean five to hit, do f mortal wounds. So 40 attacks doing uh, mortal wounds on fives to hit. It's pretty potent. It's disgusting. Yeah. That's what it yeah. is. Because I, 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 I had Nagash taken down like that in game five. And also, Rob, it's not only the output, it's the resilience as well, yeah, right? Maybe. Like if you put all out defense on those, they can be on a four up save, ignoring Ren two. Uh, relatively easily because Munificent Wanderers worsen rend by one in melee. Um, and then you can obviously stack. There's multiple save stacking you can put onto them for uh, reducing the rend. And then you've got your five up afterwards. So I think I did 20 wounding hits at rend two at the weekend and I killed two plague bearers. Oh, really? Yeah. So they are, if anybody turns up with their like Nurgly demon army and you underestimate it uh, and they've got those little heroes at the back, be ready. Be ready to have your pants pulled down. Um, and obviously with somebody like Andy playing it, then um, it's no wonder that he took the tournament out, right? Yeah, yeah, not a surprise. We had we had such a lovely event this weekend, just gates and, and uh, we had all sorts of, of goodness. So I uh, had a lovely weekend. So big shout out to everyone who was here for the event uh, this weekend. And also Joe Cryer played um, uh, at the weekend uh, with his uh, little one-dayer. Uh, with his four foxes list and ended up taking up uh, that event as well. Uh, and it was called an Age of Sig The event was called Age of Sigmar Tournament. So uh, good, good, good naming convention there. Sweet. Sweet. So, so Joe played with his four foxes, yeah, yeah and his opponent uh, didn't get to play. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah. Love you, Joe. Yeah. Hey, I love that Menace. Nurgle list because you played against some Nurgle as well. There's some output, right, from Nurgle. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it was good. I thought it was good uh, from Wrath of the Everchosen, but then with the updates in the Broken Realms books for the loot for the little heroes, just like to the moon. Because for context, Rob, like Nagash didn't allow my opponent Paul. Shout out, Paul, lovely guy. He didn't get a spell off for two turns, and he was still able to rack up that amount of synergy and that amount of of force multiplication. It didn't come from spells. Because he wasn't using it with blades, he was just using one of the little heroes to do it Scrivener. on sixes. Yeah, the scriv, scrivs. Um, yeah, it's 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 power. It's real power in that Nurgle book. And they're they're due a new book soonish, you'd imagine. Yeah. It's, they're the oldest book in the game now, right? So they're only going to go to the moon. So if you find a load of plague bearers on eBay, what I, what what, what was now. best about Andy also won uh, best painted at the award uh, event as well. It was phenomenal army. Um, uh, like not as good as Liam Alford's army that I saw the other week, but th th that's some contestation, and that's just for two people to row in a WhatsApp group about later as a joke. Um, uh, <laughs> but the uh, the a beautiful army, and what a cool army to see on the tabletop. Um, three great unclean ones, one who's a character, the Glockkin, who's another character, um, the Sloppity Bar Piper, and then three lots of ten plague bearers. Just looked awesome on the tabletop, super fun, and also the healing in the army. That's something you need to talk about. Glockkin went down to three wounds taken and he healed 5d3 he healed back mm. um uh, in the course of uh, one game or it was 43 or something insane like that so there were some people taking their characters down to like almost dead and then they were just healing back um it's just so good and it, like colonel cabbage says it's amazing that they get auras specifically from the spoil box spoil pox and also from somebody bar piper that just you you just activate them you don't roll a dice you're just like this now you just choose it. Yeah. Um, uh, so, and Rob, one of the only, probably the only thing left in the game that can still chain summon. Yeah, of course. Because you go, 
you go tree and then you go five plague bearers. And the sub faction, um, the sub faction also works really good as well because, uh, because Munificent Wanderers, which I think is what he was playing, any time he took any wounds, he was doing mortal wounds back basically so in mm-hmm. combat he was just doing mortal wounds out very much like we used to see with old plate touch warband so just like pushing on that and works quite nicely into meta again into the combat side not the sentinel side like which is still the the what do i do do i go and fight a fatty or get shot by elves i can't decide welcome to age of sigma three clip that uh- <laughs> <laughs> because we haven't talked about as well i mean this isn't like the uh, andy hughes appreciation society although that would be fine i'd be a member um but um the i believe it's called the endless gift no endless gift is is growing back Wounds. every wound that the fatty yeah. takes gets them back but um it's that bubble i think it's called grandfather's gift yeah. maybe or something and it's sixes to hit in a bubble of 12 inches do a mortal wound back to you which is like plague touched or something but better yeah. so um good. anyway yeah really good it's insane yeah yeah so like expect to see i think i think a lot of people are sitting on nurgle uh, and I think that you could see uh, Nurgle uh, start going into some pretty good matchups and doing really well, um, and Andy inspiring some people, and that will help because we'll be doing a faction reaction with him tomorrow on Nurgle. Uh, so that should that should be a hottie. Uh, that, we got some events coming up, and then we could be done for the day, Owen. What do you think? I do enjoy talking about Warhammer with you, though, Rob. Um, Me too, baby. Uh, Me so too. I, I, I could lit- I could order some takeaway, and we just sit here. Just- <laughs> Just tracking on for a couple of hours. If you want. Let's go. Let's um, do it. <laughs> but you're probably right. I should probably do my real job. Um, but yeah, upcoming events. Um, I've had a little scour. It's, it's quieting down a little bit. Um, I mean, there are a load of... There's the AOS Worlds. Um, they're going to have a great time. Um, and, but, Second edition, though, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're going to have a wicked time and they're all going to get together and, you know, as a swan song to second edition... Um, but we're sort of we're kind of focusing more on third, aren't we? But I thought I'd just put a little nod to them. Good luck to all the teams playing. Um, but uh, wait, didn't it get cancelled? Ooh, I'm not sure. Um, but no, no, no. Um, uh, AOS three events that are happening um, in the UK uh, this coming weekend on the 28th and the 29th. We have a couple of events up in Telford in the Midlands. So this is both Saturday and Sunday slaughter. Um, he's got two one dayers running, which I think is quite nice because. You often get people playing, uh, have to work a Saturday job and miss out on all these Saturday one-dayers. I did find that with my hammer times that you got good attendance on a Sunday. So he's got, uh, they have got... We 40, do the same. Yeah, 45. Yeah, of course you do. Uh, 45 players combined for the two one-dayers, which is nice. Um, Lovely. And then the following weekend, we've got Armacon in Norway and we've got quite a big GT in Kent, the Kent GT. Um, there's still 10 tickets available for that if people want to sign up for the kent gt um and then over in america the following weekend we've got the brew city brawl in milwaukee and the following weekend on the 18th we have the iron realms gt um, i've just picked out mainly the two days there honestly when you look on bcp or you look on any number of the calendars um there are one day as a plenty so if people are thinking about getting hyped and you know going to a little tournament then i'd imagine there's something in your area because it's popping off right rob there's stuff everywhere and 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 i couldn't encourage you to go to events more like still even even this weekend we had people like this is my first age of sigma 
Uh, this is, yeah, War in the Mortal Realms as well, also in the Bad, Ca Bad Moon Cafe is one of those events. Um, yeah, like, I, I, there are still people being like, this is my first Age of Sigmar 3 tournament. I'm like, cool, get your games in. Uh, you know, people are still like, I think some people are still being shy about coming out of lockdown, which makes sense. Some places like Australia and New Zealand are in a new lockdown, so they're not able to go anywhere, which is sad, and I'm sorry for you guys. Um, you know, so... Uh, wherever you are in the world, there'll be some events, and, and, and I can't encourage you enough, in my opinion, it's the version of Warhammer to play. I don't, uh, like, I, like, I mean, eat, like, do make those your practice games, whatever, just go and have some fun, uh, is what I would say, um, because you'll have, a, you'll have a really, really good time. Uh, some big events coming up, I'm just going to mention two specifically, Owen, um, uh, for people around the world, uh, that we have here in the UK at least, uh, is we have Blood Tithe, which is um, at the London GT, which is going to be a team event. Um, so it's teams of four and I'll be doing the coverage on, with the T-Sports Network crew um, as well as doing the 40k coverage at the same time. So that's going to be really fun. Uh, and then also uh, it's not long until we have uh, the Age of Sigmar Six Nations. So talking about the Age of Sigmar Worlds, uh, we have the Age of Sigmar Six Nations, which is six teams uh, with teams of uh, eight uh, again, we'll be doing coverage for that as well, uh, and we'll be trying to do some uh, pre-coverage before that that happens, which again is an exciting kind of like format for uh, playing. I, I love that team events are happening, so uh, more team events the better. Which kind of just reminds me very quickly, if you don't mind, Owen, just to mention uh, one event we did forget. I forgot about this in Poland this weekend. Um, they had an event. Um, uh, and the Muppet Slayers took it out. So this was uh, teams of four. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I think I've got this right. So I'll just quickly fire through the list. You had Sismon uh, Gruziak. I'm so sorry. Uh, Living City, a list. Um, uh, then you had uh, Sebastian Stanek uh, with his Daughters of Cain list, which was Marathi and the Bow Snakes, of course. Um, by the way, the uh, the cities list, which as we talked about was Living City, uh, had the Frostheart on Phoenix, which I think has just got so much better in Age of Sigmar 3. Everything else went up 15%. It went down five points. So it's basically 15% cheaper than it was last edition. And it was already in all of them. And that also had Yanastra, three Demigriffs, and 30 uh, Freegill Crossbowmen. Uh, Marathi and the Bow Snakes. Um, uh, then uh, Peter uh, Zytek with his Seraphon list, which again was Thunder Lizard. Um, uh, and that had an Engine of the Gods croak the new croak as well the astro banner bearer uh and then a bunch of uh, skinks and then some razodons and two basilodons with obviously the laser beams and then finally the captain was lucas uh with a zinch archeon list basically uh, so i mean everything in there like pretty top end and there's, that's the muppet slayer so congratulations to them but i'm just excited about team events in the future right yeah man yeah there were a lot of people at, uh, in liverpool at the weekend being like oh whose team are you on are you playing are you taking a team and yeah, there's going to be some really, um, some really high-level Warhammer played. I think at Blood Tithe, um, the, the pairings are going to be super important. Um, and yeah, it's a really nice way if you wanted to get involved and, and play. It's quite quite nice to get together with with a few mates or club mates, or even just jump in with a local team if they're looking for a player. And you know, you get you you know you get a really good experience talking about lists um, and learning a lot about the game through playing in teams because you understand about what counters what and what's a good first defender and you know it, yeah it's a really good way of of, of playing the game uh, one last thing rob i just remembered i'm, I'm putting on an event <laughs> god um uh just for the international community you're talking about lockdown in australia i'm gonna do a hammer time uh a TTS oh okay event. A tts event. yeah first weekend of october uh, is okay, the plan great. I've got 21 people signed up, so let me just get a little link. If anybody is locked in or just would like to play some Warhammer with people around the world, 
um, that community stepped up. So yeah, I've got 21 players at the moment. Um, so yeah, it's a Saturday. Um, it's probably going to be raining. So um, come and play some Warhammer with uh, with a bunch of legends. That'll be fun. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah, because some of the international community are still locked in and that's rough. Uh, mm-hmm. So big love, to, big love to everyone. Um, and I hope you're all well. Owen, thanks for doing this today. It's been lovely. Uh, my shout out today is to the Owen Jackson. That's my shout out to Owen. Um, uh, and so thanks. Uh, and thanks to uh, everyone around the world. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the Stat Center, of course. Uh, if you want uh, any information or help us out with anything or you think there's something we need to do, uh, please do let us know. And I think that's it. You got any shout outs, Owen? Or are we good? Um, I kind of did them earlier, but I'll just give one last special shout out to uh, Christian who took that insane comeback that I had in game four. He took it like an absolute champ and we uh, we hugged it out at the end. So yeah, shout out to Christian for giving me a, probably one of my most memorable ever games. Um, and also shout out to Twitch chat. Um, this game is super complex, as you know, so we will get things wrong and we miss, will miss things. But we're just trying our hardest, aren't we, Rob? Mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. big love to you guys and um, we'll see you in a week yeah we'll see you in a week we'll see you there if you guys want to join me and uh, me Nathan James and I think Dan tonight I'll double check uh, tonight uh, because because we're still waiting for the bloody FAQ um, uh, or or we're still waiting for a battle tome I think we're just gonna paint tonight and hang out because fucking like what's going on um, so that's going to be good and we've got a Nurgle Factory app tomorrow and a bunch more shows this week so thanks for tuning in uh, look after yourselves thank you to everyone on the Nurgle Gamer Patreon couldn't actually live without you you guys are the best see you guys soon have a nice day